So, a little review. How are you doing? How's your faith? I'm glad you asked. There you go. Someone has it. Are you? Do you really care? That's the question. Do you really care? People don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. People just want to know if you care, and that's the love of, of God. Paul really cared about these Thessalonians. I think that the chance for the women to get together is so that you can care for one another. Chance for us to be here, so the chance for us to get together on smaller uh, groups is so that we can care for one another. And Paul got word back when Timothy returned, and it was it was uh, great news. In uh, on the wrong page here. Excuse me, one second. And he sent the blessing. He gave a blessing to them in in chapter three, and he he his blessing uh, slash prayer was, "May God give you fellowship." that they could be together, and that's what we're talking about. He says, may God give you love and increasing love and overflowing love. And remember, we, we saw the picture, how the, how the glass just kept getting fuller and fuller and overflowing and kind of got a little messy, but, but good, good comes out of it when we realize that we're just vessels and we need God to pour into us so that we can overflow. And that God will also strengthen their hearts, and that's a good prayer for us too, that we'd be strong till the end, till Jesus returns. Um, today, um, Thanksgiving's over. Or is it? Is it? After the cooking, you know, after the eating, after the cleanup, is it really all over? Sometimes, uh, you know, we're glad it is. Sometimes we're wishing it wasn't. There's something special about it. There, there's a passage I want to uh, uh, remind you of in 1 Kings where Elijah, you know, he's having this kind of back and forth thing with the Lord and, and you know, he's looking for these incredible things. He's looking for, you know, the, the crazy things to happen. And the Lord says, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And it says, Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And then it says this, and after the fire, there was a still small voice. There was a gentle whisper, and the, and the Lord was speaking to Elijah. Sometimes we, you know, we're looking for these giant things, but what about after? That's kind of what I'm thinking. We're, we, we're kind of done with the Thanksgiving thing, but, but is it really over? What about after? What about every day? I want to show you a little video clip here. Uh, it's called The Thanksgiving Chair. So why don't you be comfortable and have a seat and watch this with us. I think you get the idea. Let's turn to that passage, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. We're going to jump ahead. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It's not over till it's over. And it sounds cliche, but really this idea of having Thanksgiving every day. And, and you know, you will, you kind of saw there just in the things of everyday life, finding something to be thankful for. 
And you say, well, well, but you don't know what kind of day or kind of life I'm having. But really, when you look at this verse here, let's read it there. Verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It sounds like it really doesn't matter what kind of day or what kind of life we're having. Sounds like it's just God's will for us to be a thankful people, to give thanks. This word for giving thanks is the, is the Greek word Eucharist, where we get the word Eucharist. And really it's a, a form of two words, good and grace, put together. And, and really the idea is to be just grateful and to express gratitude, to be a grateful people, a grateful person. There was a, a guy back in Rome, uh, way back in the... Uh, 50 years before Christ came, and, and his name was Cicero, and he, he said this, and, and uh, he said, A thankful heart is not only the greatest virtue, but the parent of all other virtues. Someone wrote, perhaps that explains why there's so much gratitude in Paul's letters. He begins with thanksgiving when he writes to the Romans, the Corinthians, the Ephesians, the Philippians, the Colossians, and the Thessalonians. Paul just had this this gratefulness in his heart and life. Now, when you look at Paul's life, was it an easy life? No, not in any way, shape, or form. It was difficult. It was, it was horrendous. You and I would say it was horrendous. But Paul, he said, you know, over and over, he's saying, thank you. I'm so thankful. I'm, I'm, I've got this gratefulness, and it really comes from grace. An interesting thing, this idea of, of gratitude, this idea of being thankful, you know, is that, that, that you and I, as believers, we, we direct it to someone. There's, there's this thing, you know, where just be thankful, just be a, gratitude, a person with gratitude, sort of to nothing. I'm just thankful. Oh, really? Like to who or to what or, or whatever? I'm just the thankful. You know, that, someone said this, it must be an odd feeling to be thankful to nobody in particular. Christians often see this odd thing happening on Thanksgiving Day. Everyone seems to be thankful in general. I'm just thankful in general. He said it's a little like being married in general. You get that? It's like, no, there's, there's someone involved here. It's more than just in general. It's... For you and I to be thankful to God, and this is what makes the big difference in our lives, that we have, we have a great and mighty God that we're thankful to each and every day. George Washington, back in 1789, he proclaimed a day of public thanksgiving and prayer, and it says it's devoted, and he wrote this, to the service of that great and glorious being who is the benef benef beneficent, you say that, beneficent, author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be. And it goes on from there. George Washington says, you know, we're thankful, but we're thankful to a person, and his name is the Lord Almighty, the great and awesome God. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. When do we do it? This is the big question here, that, that when, I, when I read this verse and I, and I struggled with it, when I began to look at it and think about it, when do we do that? He says here, in all circumstances. In all circumstances. And the, the word all, guess what it means? It means all. It means, it means any, all, every, the whole. 
Give thanks in all circumstances. And we usually, you know, we, we usually have, we don't have any trouble being thankful for the good things. You know, I'm thankful that, you know, I'm so good looking. I'm thankful that, you know, I have this really nice car. I'm thankful I have this, you know, I'm thankful that I have a turkey. You know, you're thinking, well, thankful that he is a turkey. You know, we don't have any trouble being thankful for the good stuff. But, but this is where I started to have trouble being thankful for the bad stuff. Being thankful for the bad stuff. And, and really, it, the, the light came on really when I, when I saw this and, and others chimed in on this and, and reading about it. It doesn't say for. See what it says there? Look down at that. What does it say? In. Give thanks in all circumstances. It doesn't say for. In everything. In all things. Not always for it. There are some things we can be thankful for, but some things we just need to be thankful in But because we're never going to say, I'm thankful for that bad, terrible, horrible thing that happened, that is happening. Be thankful in. This is what he's saying here. In our troubles. In our sicknesses. In when we're down. And do you ever get down? Do any of you ever get down? Am I the only one? And to be in the middle of feeling that way and, 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 and to be thankful in the middle of it? No, I want it just to go away and then I'll be thankful. But that's not what it's saying here. In the difficult thing. In when you're not feeling so great. In when things are such that we just don't understand. I can't figure this out. But in it to be thankful. That's different, isn't it? You know the story of Jonah, right? Jonah and the big fish. Jonah, you know, he got himself into trouble, right? And he, it was his own fault. I understand that. Many times things in life happen. They're not our fault. They're just part of life and what's going on and, and all the rest of it. We, we talked about trials. We're all going to face trials. But Jonah was in in the situation, because of his own, it was his own fault. Now, do I believe Jonah is a true story? Yes, I do. Do I believe that he wasn't a fish? Yes, I do. This was a real story. How did he survive in there? Well, God kept him alive. But in the book of Jonah, it says these words. Jonah, Jonah says this when he's in the middle. He's in the fish. He says, when my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. He says, those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs, but I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good, and salvation comes from the Lord. And then it says, and the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Vomited Jonah onto dry land. But when did he have the, this prayer? When was this going on? He was in the middle of the fish. He was inside this fish. And do you think it was very nice in there? I don't think it was. To be giving thanks in all circumstances. What's the basis for it? How can we ever possibly do that? Is, it, how, is there some biblical basis that we can have for that? Does anybody know what the biblical basis is? Romans 8.28, right? 
All things work together for good to those that love God, that are the called according to His purposes. All things work together for good. Do we understand how that happens? No, we don't. There's a, 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 an old English commentator who, who uh, his name was Matthew Henry, and it says this, that he was once, he was attacked by thieves and he was robbed. And he wrote these words in his diary. He said, let me be thankful. He says, first, I was never robbed before. Second, although they took my purse, they didn't take my life. Third, although they took my all, it was not much. Fourth, let me, let me be thankful because it was I who was robbed and not I who did the robbing. You say, oh, there's something thankful. He found something thankful in it. He wasn't thankful that he got robbed, but to be thankful in the middle of it. That's not always easy for us to do, is it? You've heard of Corey Ten Boom, right? Corey Ten Boom, you know, was put into jail uh, during the Holocaust for harboring uh, Jewish people. And in her uh, book, she talks called The Hiding Place. If you, if you haven't read it, you should read it. It's, it's one of the most incredible books. But there's an incident in there that, that taught her this principle. It says that she and her sister Betsy, they had just been transferred to the worst German prison camp that they had yet seen, Ravensbrück. And it says, upon entering the barracks, they found them extremely overcrowded and flea-infested. Their scripture reading that morning in 1 Thessalonians, it reminded them to, re to rejoice always, to pray constantly and give thanks in all circumstances. This is the verse that she's referring to, these two verses here. And Betsy told Corey to stop and, and thank the Lord for every detail of their new living quarters. Corey at first flatly refused to give thanks for the fleas. Fleas are horrible. But Betsy persisted. And she finally succumbed. And during the months spent at that camp, they were surprised to, found, to find how openly they could hold Bible studies and prayer meetings without the guards interfering. And it was several, several months later when they learned that the guards would not enter the barracks because of the fleas. Now, does that mean she liked fleas? No, she wasn't thanking God for the fleas. But in that situation, God was using it all, things working together for good. It wasn't a good thing, but somehow good was coming out of it. They were have to, able to have and share with all these prisoners about Jesus Christ. And they had their Bibles and they weren't taken away. Incredible. Someone else wrote this, I don't know who, this Thanksgiving I'm thankful, I might have shared this before, but this Thanksgiving I'm thankful that there aren't twice as many congressmen and half as many doctors. I'm thankful that grass doesn't grow through snow, necessitating winter mowing as well as shoveling. I'm thankful there are only 24 hours available each day for TV programming. I'm thankful the teenagers ultimately will have children who will become teenagers. I'm thankful that I'm not a turkey. This one here, women listen up. Excuse me, men listen up. I'm thankful that women whose husbands take them for granted don't all scream at the same time. Oh, 
That hurts. This is my favorite, though. I'm thankful that hugs and kisses don't add weight or cause cancer. Hugs and kisses don't add weight or cause cancer. Be thankful. There's something to be thankful for. There's a lot of things to be thankful for. Doesn't mean that everything is good. I can't be thankful when I'm sick. I can't be thankful for being sick. But can I be thankful in it? That's the question. Turn back with me to Psalm 100. This is, they call it the psalm for giving thanks, or the psalm of thanksgiving. Psalm 100, it's only five verses. You can memorize it. I've been working on that lately. Trying to prove to myself that my memory isn't going. But I have to really work at it, really really work hard at it to, to, to memorize things. But look at Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Notice when you read this, this psalm, there really is nothing about the circumstances of the person's life. Nothing whatsoever about if they're having a bad day or a good day. Not so, nothing whatsoever whether they're sick or whether, whether they're you know, healthy or whether they have a lot of money or, or only a little bit of money. Nothing whatsoever. It's all about what? It's all about the Lord God. That's where the thanksgiving comes from. Verse 3, it says, that he's God. It says that he made us, that, that, that he is our shepherd. Verse four, that, uh, excuse me, verse five, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever and his faithfulness continues through all generations. If we only had that verse memorized. In, in whatever we're going through. For the Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Can we memorize one verse? I think we can. Even I can. You know, and I'm getting pretty old, I think. Some of you are like half my age. No kidding. I'm, I'm older now than I am tall. Let me just tell you that. And now it, it, it never, I'm never going to go back. I'm always going to be older now than I am tall. That's an amazing revelation. Can I give thanks in that? For the Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues for all generations. Turn uh, ahead to the book of Daniel. Daniel which is the last book of what section? The major prophets, that's correct. How many major prophets are there? Five. Daniel chapter 6, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Daniel chapter 6. And this guy, Daniel, 
This guy, Daniel, you know, he, he was in danger. You know, there were people that were against him that, were, that had this little, you know, plot against him. But look at verse 10, chapter 6 of Daniel and verse 10. Let me find it here. There was a decree against him that, that nobody could worship, nobody could pray, nobody could do anything to anybody except this earthly king, Darius. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. And three times a day, he got down on his knees and he prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Just as he had done before. Three times a day, he prayed, he got down and he gave thanks. This was something that he was in the habit of doing. It's got to be a habit. It's got to be something we do regularly. It's got to be something we do continually. And like the guy in the video, you look and see the chair is there. It's always there. Are we going to sit down and are we going to stop and say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. For whatever it, it is that we can find. Thank you, God, that you're with me, that your love, that you are good. You, your love endures forever and your faithfulness through all generation. In the middle of this trial, you are good. You love me. And you are faithful in the middle of whatever it is that I'm going through, whatever it is that I'm feeling. That's what Paul is saying in Thessalonians. Give thanks in all circumstances, not just once, not just one time on Thanksgiving Day. Daniel, Daniel was he, he was facing danger. He could have lost his life because of this. And you, you have to read the rest of the story. He could have lost his life because, you know, that's when they threw him into the lion's den. But God protected him. But throughout history, there are others that, that had this thankfulness that God didn't allow them to be saved. And lions, that was the end of them. You read church history. In the middle of it, he was thankful. It says he got down on his knees, he prayed, and he, and, and, and he was thankful, just as he had done before. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We, we looked at the book of Philippians sometime back, and you remember um, the verses there, it said, don't be anxious about anything, but what in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything. In everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. In everything. See, that's what we we're talking about. In all things. In it. Not once I get out of it, I'll be thankful. Before I get into it, I'll be thankful. But in the middle of it. In the middle of it. I think part, of, part you know, I was thinking about this and, and uh, you know, part of, I think we've been sold a bill of goods. We've been sold a bill of goods. And, and it's, this, it's this mentality that I deserve 
I should have and I deserve. You, re, you hear the commercials and they say, you know, you deserve to have this car. Well, if you just go and hawk everything and, and go into debt, you'll get it. You deserve to have, you know, the most beautiful face if you just buy our product. You deserve it. You, you listen carefully. You're going to hear, you hear this say, that's like the big word, you deserve and it's this idea of being entitled, entitled to all these things. You know what? We are not entitled to anything. We are not entitled to anything. Turn back with me to Psalm 103. You're not too far from there. Psalm 100, I just read this. Psalm 103. Let me see if I can find these verses. Psalm 103. Starting in verse 8, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he always, nor will he harbor his anger forever. And look at this, verse 10. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. What do we deserve? What do I deserve in this life? Truthfully, honestly, I don't, I don't deserve anything. You know, when we think we deserve and we should be having all this stuff, then we're, gonna, we're, we're not going to be thankful for anything. But when we realize that we really don't deserve anything, and, but God doesn't give us what we do deserve, which is, is judgment, really. Oh, don't use that word. Why? Why? But because we, we, unless we know what we've been spared from, we, we're not even thankful for what we have. He says, as far as the east is from the west, if you travel around the globe east to west, you, you're, you're going, you're trying to get there, right? You never get there. That's what he's saying. He removes our sins so far from us. He forgives us that we, we can't even get there. Corey Tin Boone was a you know, there's another verse about our sins being, you know, into the very depths of the sea. And, and Corey Ten Boom, you know, had that uh, statement where she says, you know, that, you know, he's, he's, he's put our sins into the very depths. And, and he, he, God has put up a sign that says no fishing allowed. We can't get to them anyways, but no fishing allowed. We, 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 we don't realize, is there anything to be thankful for? What do I deserve? Not much. Not much at all. Somebody wrote these words. I like this. And uh, I don't know the history of this guy, but it says that he was the co-founder of Day Spring Cards, you know, the, the uh, greeting card company. He says, uh, it's a challenge to grow up with a thankful heart. From an early age, we are exposed to a culture of complainers, gripers, grumblers, and critics. We complain about the weather, the traffic, the food, the work, neighbors, bills, the government, church, and life in general. Worst of all, we're ungrateful toward God. It would be hard to count the number of complaints and criticisms that are daily spoken before Him and against Him. How can we, who have received so much, be thankful for so little? 
He says one of the great indicators of true spirituality is not measured by how many times we go to church, how big our Bibles are, how long we pray, but it's measured by the level of gratitude that's in our hearts. And when we are ungrateful, the heart of God is saddened, the Holy Spirit grieved, and the joy of the Lord is quenched within us. I think that's true. I do. But listen what he says. I know this is a lot, but listen what he says. Being thankful sweetens you. Grumbling sours you. Being thankful brings sunshine to your countenance. Being ungrateful casts a shadow. People can see it on your face. Being thankful brings a melody to your words. Criticism makes you sound like a clanging cymbal. Being thankful keeps your feet on the pathway of celebration. Complaint takes you down the road of despair. Something about being thankful, I think. I want to be like that, sweetened, sunshine, a melody, feet on the pathway of celebration. Can I do that? Do I have to wait for everything to be good and then I will be? That's, that's not what he's saying, is it? It's not what he's saying at all. One more thing I want to read, and I've heard this before. Someone quoted this. It says, if you woke up this morning with more health than illness, you're more blessed than the million who won't survive the week. If you've never experienced the danger of battle, the loneliness of imprisonment, the, ag the agony of torture, or the pangs of starvation, you are ahead of 20 million people around the world. If you attend a church meeting without fear of harassment, arrest, torture, or death, you are more blessed than almost 3 billion people in the world. Did you know that? We talked about persecution. If you have food in your refrigerator, clothes on your back, a roof over your head, and a place to sleep, you are richer than 75% of this world. That's insane. But I'm entitled to this. No, 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 no. We are blessed. And, and the reason I think that America has been the greatest nation on earth is because of a faith in the Almighty God and a gratefulness towards Him. If you have money in the bank in your wallet, spare change in a dish someplace, you are among the top 8% of the world's wealthy. If your parents are still married and alive, you are very rare, especially in the United States. If you hold up your head with a smile on your face and are truly thankful, you are blessed because the majority can, but most do not. If you can hold someone's hand, hug them, or even touch them on the shoulder, you are blessed because you can offer God's healing touch. And if you can read this message, you are more blessed than over 2 billion people in the world that cannot read anything at all. You are so blessed in ways you may never even know. That's, is that incredible or what? Can we be thankful? We have a lot to be thankful for. A lot to be, be thankful for. And it all has to do with, with the direction that we're facing and who we're looking at. We're looking at all the circumstances and all the bad things. doesn't mean they're going to go away, but to actually look into the face of Jesus, to look into the face of God and say, God, you are good. 
You are faithful. Your love endures forever. The commentator Barclay said, there's always something for which to give thanks. And even on the darkest days, there are blessings to count. And we must remember that if we face the sun, the shadows will fall behind us. But if we turn our backs on the sun, all the shadows will be in front. I found that very interesting, and I had to think about that. I was going to try to do a little object lesson with it, but I had this, this light thing that I had, and, and uh, you plug it in. It says on it, one million candle power, and you know you plug it in and charge it overnight, and then like 30 seconds later, it's like doesn't work. I wasn't thankful for that item, right? Because it's junk. And it messed up my whole plan. I had a plan. Maybe my plan was junk. But face the sun. For facing away from him, all we see is the shadows. All we see is the, the darkness, the darkness things and the light of God. We're not seeing that. But as we turn around and we face towards him, we see his face. We see the light. We see the brightness of, of who he is. We got to do that. We got to do that every day. Face the sun, face the light. You know, there are so many things, I'm thinking about this, so many things that, that I'm thankful for, a lot of good things, but you know what? There's things that I'm thankful that, for that are not necessarily scum. Thankful, I'm thankful for the things that I don't know. You know, I'm thankful for the things that I don't have. I'm thankful for the circumstances that I'm not in. How many of you ever heard the statement TGIF? TGIF. The rest of you never heard of TGIF? Hello? Are you with me? West Bay, are you with me? Um, TGIF, you know... There's a restaurant. It's the restaurant, right? That's what it's all about, this restaurant, TGIF, TGI Fridays. And they shorten the name to Fridays. You say, well, that's because they're trying to get God out of it. Well, if you read about it, you know, read the history about this restaurant, you think, well, you know, and you think, well, this guy, he was really spiritual and he wanted to have, you know, a place where he could be thankful to God and all that. Well, when you actually read the history, history about it, he was just thankful that it was the weekend was there and he, and he established this restaurant. He started this restaurant in this neighborhood in New York so that he could meet girls, that is how spiritual that was. It was like a bar. It was like a hangout place where he could meet some girls. If they got it going, they could, you know, get together and party. And, and thank God it's Friday because the weekend's here. We can do all this. But someone wrote this, and I, I like this a little better. Thank God I'm forgiven. Thank God it's forgotten. And thank God I'm free. Thank God I'm forgiven. Thank God it's forgotten. And thank God I'm free. Yeah, we have a TGIF every day. And it's got nothing to do with going down to the bar. 
and looking for things and people and relationships to fill the, the emptiness that we have. It's, it's found in a relationship with God. I want to close with a passage, and, and when you hear me say the word close, many of you are going, man, I'm, I'm really thankful for that. Um, I'm sensing a lot of gratitude at this moment. Um, let's turn to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. I'm thankful that you know where the book of Luke is because it's in the New Testament, and it's one of the first four Gospels. Well, there only are four. Uh, the Gospel of Luke Chapter 17, in verse 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. And they stood at a distance and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go. Show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, he came back, praising God in a loud voice. And he threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and, and give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Where are the other nine? I tell you what, I want to be in the, the category of the one. I don't want to be one of the nine that never come back and say, thank you, God, you have healed me. You have done an incredible work in my life. It's not perfect. How many of you are perfectionists? You want it to be perfect. I understand that I want it to be perfect, but it just you have to just back off and say, whoa, it's not going to be perfect here. It will be perfect there. It's not going to be here. But God has done a work, and thank God I'm forgiven. Thank God it's forgotten. Thank God I'm free. Faith has made you well. That's what makes a difference, our faith in Jesus Christ. And I hope today that you have a faith in him, that none of this really makes any sense without having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. None of this makes sense at all unless you walk with him every single day. None of this will make sense unless you have come to the cross and say, I am a sinner and I deserve better than this. No, you don't say that. I deserve to be separated because my sin is awful, it's horrible, it's wicked. But because of the cross and the love of God that Jesus came and he died for our sins, he paid the price that I might have eternal life, I can give myself to him and receive his love and forgiveness that I can, that I can look forward and I can be thankful every single day. I hope that you have that. I don't know every one of you here. I barely know myself, but I know that, that you and I need to walk with him each and every day, or we're not going to have this kind of thankfulness. Let's pray together, shall we?